0: my name is Jill Atwood. I'm the Chief of Communications for the VA in Salt Lake City, and thank you for joining us for another edition of the Upholding Valor podcast. So our topic today is rec therapy, and I have um, one of our rec therapists here in studio, Heather Brown. Hello, Heather. Hi, Jill. Thank you for being here, hon. I so appreciate it. I'm honored to be here. Thanks and for having me. And then I have Wendy Griffin, who takes advantage of our program Um, is a wheelchair games athlete, has won many medals. She's been in marathons, except I could go on and on and on. Um, Wendy, thank you for being here and talking about your experience and how it's helped you. But please tell me what you do in your other life to advocate for veterans.
1: My real job is I'm a department service officer, which means that I help veterans apply for the benefits that are available to them and walk through the system and figure out how to get involved in the VA, both through medical side and through the benefits side, and also help the families of veterans to get their benefits that have been they earned for their service.
0: And Wendy does a lot for us at VA Salt, Salt Lake City in terms of, well, showing up for podcasts at the last <laughs> second and just helping us promote our programs. We appreciate it, Wendy.
1: I love the programs.
0: All right. Well, let's let's jump right into that then. Heather, rec therapy. We were talking kind of before this and um I don't know that people necessarily know what it is exactly. Like give me a little idea of of your background in terms of rec therapy for for veterans and and what we offer at the hospital.
2: Well, I've worked at the VA for two and a half years and in that short time, I have had the opportunity to um, be part of the National Veteran Wheelchair Games and the Winter Sports Clinic that, if people don't know about it, are two amazing events that take place annually that help veterans kind of reach the apex of, of recreation. Um, and... I create programs that kind of mirror those programs, but on a smaller scale, I help veterans prepare for those events. And by doing that, I connect with our community partners that provide recreational opportunities like the National Ability Center, Trails, Continue Mission, um, I could go on. Um, and by kind of bridging that gap between the VA and the community, I'm helping veterans increase their independence through recreation.
0: Okay. So rec therapy treats all types of veterans, um, like physical injuries, um, you know, emotional injuries from combat. Talk to me a little bit about the types of veterans that that come to you, and what's available to them?
2: Well at the Salt Lake VA there's actually six recreation therapists and we all work with different uh, populations of veterans. My uh, population that I work with is veterans who have a physical disability via a spinal cord injury, an amputation, a vision impairment, um, hemiplegia from a stroke, um, etc. Et those, those types of kind of severe physical disabilities where they're limited um, in recreating independently and I help educate and provide awareness about different adaptations that are available to them. But the but the other five recreation therapists that work there as well, um, there's one that works in the homeless population, one that works with veterans diagnosed with um, PTSD or MST, which mm-hmm. is military sexual trauma. Um, a recreation therapist who works in the um, inpatient psych unit, um, working with veterans who have acute psychiatric needs and we have a recreation therapist also who works with veterans diagnosed with substance abuse, along with, one last one, um, veterans in an inpatient physical disability. So a veteran who recently had a stroke or recently had a spinal cord injury, she works directly with them.
0: So talk to me about the transformation. For example, you know, how they were when you first met them versus, I don't know, six months, a year, two years down down the road. Um. I think that's on a case by case basis, but it it's pretty transformative.
2: I think that's one of the big reasons I actually do my job is I see the work that I put in and the vet- the work that the veteran puts in, and you can see this transformative process over a year. It's it's funny. I was um, when I first met Wendy specifically, though. Um, I don't think Wendy and you could correct me if I'm wrong, Wendy. I don't think Wendy was that aware of all the opportunities available to her, and now. My job is essentially done. Like my, I don't have to do anything. <laughs> and Wendy just, picks she's laughing. Yeah, she just, she just takes takes the, what is it, the wheel by the hand, I don't know. something like that. Something yeah, like keep that. going.
0: And and she she does it
2: on her own. And I and, and that's kind of the graduation of recreation therapy. I pr- I help educate and provide resources, and then all of a sudden she's
0: she's in marathons. Right, She's in the Salt Lake Marathon. Okay, hang tight. I know you're dying to talk, and I'm dying to talk to you. But so do they come initially um, hesitant? Maybe they're isolating at home? Or what are the barriers that are in their mind that prevents them from doing this? Meaning they come initially, and they're like, there's no way I can do this, right? Well, I mean, specifically with my, my population,
2: with veterans who have physical disabilities, let's say um, a veteran had been... Injured from skiing, let's not say it's a combat veteran, and they were injured from skiing, and now they have a spinal cord injury. They don't think that they can ever ski again. Not true. It's not true. Um, They can ski again. We just have to provide an adaptation. Whenever a veteran says, oh, I have this injury, and I can't do that anymore, that's just impossible to me. I think that there are – you can do anything that you want to. We just have to find the equipment and the tools to do that. (laughs) And so, when I work with veterans, yes they 've been socially isolating; they have lost their confidence in their abilities to recreate and i 'm grateful
0: to provide the opportunity and it 's a privilege to provide the opportunity to have them recreate again right okay well then let 's go over to let 's go over to wendy you can You can probably tell by the cameras that that Wendy is in a, a wheelchair so Wendy, um before we talk about all your success stories because i 've seen them myself and i 've heard them. Talk to me about your service, um, how you were injured, and then sort of your your
1: journey through, you know, starting
0: to adapt and use your body again in ways that maybe you thought were never possible.
1: Um, I'm an Air Force veteran. I served eight years in the Air Force and was injured on active duty, on duty on base in an accident. I have a spinal cord injury. It's a low-level in incomplete, meaning it's not a complete paralysis, but I only have one leg that's paralyzed. And when I was injured back in 1989, that was before the ADA, so really there wasn't a lot of abilities out there. I was told this is your life. Get used to it and learn to live.
0: Ugh. And and what does that do to a person?
1: It was hard. You know, it's it's really tough. You have to figure out your own ways to get around and do things. I always enjoyed biking and being out and active and hiking and things like that before and now have this new life in a wheelchair and I'm sitting there going, mm. life sucks. And and you just got to pick yourself up and go. But then I found out about this program that has wheelchair athletes and I'd seen some things, you know, like the wheelchair basketball. Mm-hmm. I am short, never done basketball. <laughs> is just never something I considered. I was a track in high school, so basketball just doesn't do it for me. Um, And I found out that there was all these things that you can do from a wheelchair and and had no clue. and, And it opens everything. And you know you're sitting at your house and you're like, oh, "This is really boring, and nobody can relate to you mm-hmm. and then you find other athletes and other people that are trying new things and you get to go out and do them with them and now you've got people that maybe they're worse or better than you are and and you've got people that have been there done that, and people
0: that you can relate to
1: that you can relate to. I didn't know very many people in wheelchairs
0: there has to still be a fear though talk to me about that fear it's, about. About trying it. And, and the only reason I bring this up is because, you know, you're speaking, you may be speaking possibly to someone who is just like you, but hasn't taken that step. So to get that person over the hump.
1: I'll be honest, when I started and they said, well, we've got these things called hand cycles. And I'm like, yeah, right. I don't know that I can do this. And I sat in the first one. I went, eh, this is okay. And I tried and they took me to Liberty Park and I was going around the park. <laughs> There's no way I'm going to make it around this park more than once. I have to do a 10K in this thing? No way. I mean, I struggled to make one lap of Liberty Park, which is 1.4 miles. Mm-hmm. I'm never going to make it. But I just kept going and trying and, and learning and trying different techniques and different chairs and different equipment mm-hmm. and different things. It's a, I never thought I'd try archery or soccer. Did you know they have soccer for people in wheelchairs? I did know that. I've <laughs> seen it. Power soccer. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean, it was just amazing to find that you could go out and do these kinds of things from a wheelchair and, and had no clue. And you just got to try and and open and your eyes to all the different capabilities. It focuses on my abilities, not my disability.
0: Last summer, Salt Lake City hosted the National Veterans Wheelchair Games, and we we like to think it was one of the, the best games ever held. Um, talk to us a little bit about um, your sports of choice and, and how you did and how that made you feel and, and the people that you met and came in contact with. It
1: was... It was really scary going into it. I know that there are a lot of veterans who participate in the games and who I even practiced with that are a lot younger than I am. Heck, I'm almost 60. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm out there competing against 20-somethings. No way. I am never going to make it. I just wanted to finish. My goal doing the 10K hand cycling was I just want to finish and not make a fool of myself. And what
0: happened? What happened? Come on, I was there,, yeah.
1: second place. <laughs> but it was it was it was cool because all these other people and you're going around and you're watching them, and you're thinking, "Okay, there's a bike, I can catch up to them, and I'm just going to go do it, and you do, and you pass them, and then eventually they pass you, and you know it's kind of a two- way, but you lose track of where you are because you're just and you're hearing all these people cheering for you oh my gosh, they're yelling, go. And, and you just go. You, 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 for those of us who've been in the military, especially, you know, you're used to hearing people, come on, you can do it. And you do, and you can push yourself farther. I've pushed myself farther than I ever thought I could do. And you
0: um, participated in archery as well, correct? I
1: did. Um, I, my goal in archery was to hit the target. She and, and I actually hit the target 10 times.
0: <laughs> Good for you.
1: And, and it was fun. It was, I'd never tried archery ever in my life. And now I do archery too. And it's kind of fun. Don't think I ever want to go hunting with it. I just enjoy target practice.
0: Okay. But it's fun. So for the veterans who are listening right now, um, whether they have a, a physical or an emotional wound, there is something for for everyone um heather talk to me about the the types of sports that are possible and um future clinics that might be possible or how someone might get involved if they're willing to be brave like wendy and and take that initial step certainly um any veteran can get involved um
2: doesn't necessarily mean there's there, there's what we call open groups and closed groups. Sometimes it's for veterans who have a certain diagnosis, and some it's open to every single veteran. Um, the best thing you can do is connect with one of the recreation therapists at the Salt Lake VA, and we can provide you information and resources on what's available at the VA along with what's available in the community. Um, upcoming clinics, I have a continual program that helps veterans with physical disabilities prepare for the winter sports clinic and um
0: the National Veteran Wheel, uh Veterans Wheelchair Games which is coming up again in Cincinnati in About, a little over a month.
2: Yeah, a little over a month. We are going to make our way to Cincinnati. Um it's going to be a great experience. This is be my second time participating in the Wheelchair Games as a coach and I'm Really excited to see how we do away from our home base. So
0: so there's the wheelchair games. Mm -hmm. There's the winter sports clinic, which consists mostly of skiing. Skiing. um, There's a lot of Nordic skiing,
2: skiing, snowboarding. So, um, and that's open to veterans with a physical disability along with a vision impairment. Mm -hmm. Um, The summer sports clinic, which takes place in San Diego, that oftentimes happens in September. There's the creative arts festival that is open to every single veteran who wants to compete in um, providing some art that they do, and that could be performing, it can be visual arts, it also could be creative writing, so essentially any kind of creative um, opportunity. There are the Valor Games. Um, There are four of those annually. And there's the T Tournament that takes
0: place in Iowa City, Iowa, where the veterans compete in golfing. Well, I can tell you there's no greater experience than watching these veterans compete in these various games or just in the clinics alone. Um, The transformation that you see... um, the gentleman who's maybe come back from two combat tours and is isolating at home and not, not feeling good about himself and gets out with fellow veterans and starts to ski again or goes paddle boarding at the summer sports clinic. What, whatever it is it is, it is truly amazing. I don't think that people realize that our VA campus is more than just a hospital, mm-hmm. that we treat the whole veteran, again, body, mind, and spirit. So... If you're on that fence, man, you need to give Heather a call. So I'm going to throw out your extension, if that's okay. That's fine. Okay, so it's the main hospital number, 801-582-1565, extension 1559, and she can get you in contact with the right person, the right clinic, whatever your desire would be. But we so appreciate you guys being here. Wendy, thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. You have been an inspiration to me. I keep calling you. I'm sorry. I'll call you again. Okay? It's okay. (laughs) Thanks, you guys. You've been listening to the Upholding Valor podcast. We'll see you next time.